0: Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Reverend James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. As you know, our our theme for this year is the year to be amplified, the year to be amplified. And because of that, we've started our new series titled Time to Amplify time to amplify and i believe that god is going to help us to to get messages and word out but we've got to understand a few things we've got to understand a few things with that in mind i want you to open up your bible to the book of matthew today the book of matthew we're actually going to be looking at scripture in chapter 9 matthew and chapter 9 and we're going to begin at verse 27 today Matthew chapter 9 and verse 27. And I want somebody to type in chat for me ready, ready. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready today, Pastor. I am ready. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 27. Here the word of God reads, it says, And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said, saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it, but they, when they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all that country. I want to speak today from the subject, believe it, believe it. Here, Jesus had just had an experience to which he had been 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 called upon by the ruler. And the ruler said, listen, I need you to come. And pray for my daughter because she's lying sick and she's not well and and when they were on the way to see his daughter the woman who had the issue of blood came and touched the hem of his garment and here it is she had had the this issue of blood for 12 years. And she touched the hem of his garment and was healed. And on the way, they came and they said to the ruler, listen, don't trouble the master anymore. Your, your, your daughter is now dead. And, and he looked and said, listen, don't worry, only believe. And they got there. And when he, he simply said, she's not dead. She's only sleeping. The 12-year-old girl, he simply said, Talitha Kumi, arise. And the young lady, the young girl got up. And life came back in her. So here it's interesting. The the, the light was going out of one. And the light was coming into another. But yet it was where the son of man was. That their life was produced in both regards. And there it was. What had troubled one was released. And what had taken one out was brought back. So here it is. All of these things had happened in the midst. And after that. After that. These two men. Two blind men confronted him. And this is what brings us to verse 27. Look at verse 27. It says, and when Jesus departed, thence, two blind men followed him crying and saying, thou son of David, have mercy on us. Thou son of David, have mercy on us. Notice that the two blind men referred to Jesus as the son of David, the son of David. Now, theologian Herschel Hobbes, he said that it was um, he reminds us rather that Jesus never referred to himself as that son of David. He never referred to himself that way. There's a reason for it. Mainly, it's because he didn't want uh, to incite people to believe that his assignment was one of a military or political means or influence. So he never used that. He understood of what, if they would receive that, if they heard that, that they would have a different expectation of him. So he never used that. But yet these blind men, they, they these, the, the two blind men continued to use it, use this title, because they understood the messianic promises that were attached to it. You see, they understood there was something else about him. And it's interesting because... Usually it was the people who were blind who would call him "Thou son of David. The people that were blind, they they would call him the son of David. There was a reason for that, because here it was, these two men, they, they had heard about what he had done for the woman with the issue of blood. They heard about what he had done for the young girl who had died and he brought her back to life. And they were like, wait a minute, I know exactly who this is. Because of my Jewish tradition, I know I understand that this is this is the son of David. This is the Messiah. And there's something very clear about that, that they wanted to address. They address that because of this promise that is found in Isaiah chapter thirty five and verse five. It says this. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. They understood that because of their understanding of their own history. They said, wait a minute, if he's the the son of David, then this blindness that we've been dealing with, walking around where we can't see where we're going, dealing with stuff that we can't really understand because we cannot see it, we can be released from this because we know exactly who he is. We know who he is, and therefore we know what he can do. We know what he can do. But it was not unusual for people who were lame or ill, including blind or, or sight impaired, to normally walk throughout the city. Here in the city, around Palestine, during that time, and even as recently as the, as the late 1900s, there were people who were sight impaired. People who had these ailments and they would simply walk Along the common public and no one would stop to try and help them. No one would stop to try and do anything for them. They simply let them fend for themselves. They let them go and do whatever they could do on their own. And that's the way they were. But yet they heard that Jesus was there. <laughs> so there because they heard that Jesus was there, these two men, they stayed persistent as they followed in after Jesus. They heard he was there and they stayed persistent. They kept following after him because it may have been their only chance to get healed. And they did not want to miss it. Ah, Let me ask you a question. How persistent are you in, in seeking Jesus? How persistent are you in seeking Jesus. I need somebody to type in chat pursuing Jesus. Listen, how how persistent are you? Do you continue to do so even when you've been dealing with something for a while? When you've been frustrated for a season, do you continue to get up and pray? Do you continue to open up your Bible and read it? Do you continue to spend time and reaching out and crying out to the Lord? Do you continue to do it even when it's been a long season? It's been a while and, and, and the reports aren't coming back so good from the doctor and, and things aren't looking so good for this thing that you've been working on and you've been believing for. and You've been praying for. Do you continue to pursue Jesus? Do you continue to pursue him here? These men, they continued. They continued to seek after Jesus they continue to seek after Jesus. This is what brings us to the next verse. Look at me with verse twenty-eight. At verse twenty-eight, here it says, "And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Yea, Lord. The blind men they they stumbled in, chasing after." Jesus, still trying to find him, still trying to get to him. And even though they they couldn't see, they still knew who Jesus was and they had to get to him. Their sight was impaired, but their spirit was awake. And they said, no, I know who he is. I've got to get to him. I've got to get to him. And they went ahead and pressed their way to get to to Jesus. Regardless of the challenge or the extent of the journey, we have to be just as determined as these two blind men. When we're striving to get to Jesus, we've got to be just as determined. We cannot allow our circumstance to, 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 uh, to enable us or to prevent us from getting to our Lord. We can't allow how things look to determine the level of our pursuit. Let me say that again. We cannot allow how things look to determine the level of our pursuit. We've got to be sure to keep going so that we can reach Jesus. And here it was. They had come in and pressed their way into him. And Jesus had one simple question. Jesus then asked, believe ye that I am able to do this? This thing you're believing for, this thing you're you're wanting, this thing you're desiring, this thing you've been waiting to have happen in your life. Do you believe that I'm able to do it? That's what Jesus was asking. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? It was not Jesus's desire to put their faith to the test by this question, but to deepen it. He wanted to deepen their faith. You see, he 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 wanted to raise their expectation of a cure, and so pre- and so prepared them to actually receive it. He wanted to do all of these things, and the simple response showed exactly how much they believed in his power. He said, "Listen." Do you believe I'm able to do this? Jesus wanted to simply incite something in them, ignite something in them. They had already pressed the way. Can you imagine? where they're simply grappling along the wall. They hear his voice and they hear the followers and they're simply trying to get to him. And they sit there and they they fall down because they get to the end of the wall and they look up and they want want to get run over, but yet they keep going and they get up and try to hold on to someone else and get a hold on to someone else and so they they can get closer to Jesus. They did not allow their circumstance to prevent them from striving to get to him. They did not allow the frustration of what they were dealing with prevent them for for trying to get to the Lord Jesus. They kept striving. They kept reaching. They kept going. Here it is. They wanted to keep going. And Jesus, he wanted to see exactly how deep their expectation was. He wanted to see exactly how much, how deep their faith was. He was like, do you actually believe I can do this? It's one thing to fight because you've heard what what happened to someone else and what someone else received. But do you believe it's going to happen to you? Do you believe he's going to do it for you this time? Do you believe that the door is going to open for you? Do you believe that you're actually going to witness this change take place in your life? Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Jesus said, do you believe I can do this thing for you? Do you believe that I can do it in a simple return, a simple answer? They said this. They said, yay, Lord. Yay, Lord. It's interesting. And so they didn't jump up and start shouting and crying, they simply said, yay, Lord. Yay, Lord. And it showed how much they believed in his power. I want you to know Jesus gives us opportunities. To not just show our faith, but to enlarge it. He gives us opportunities to enlarge our faith. There's sometimes when people are, people will send questions or he'll send questions to you through people. And then you're sitting there saying, they're doubting me. People are doubting me. No, no, no. He wants you to he wants your faith to be enlarged. He wants you to express. No, I know God's going to do it. I know Jesus is on my side. I know I'm going to see this happen. I know I'm going to witness. Do you actually believe your business is going to turn around? I know. I believe it. I believe it's going to turn around. Do you actually believe that you're going to be able to receive your healing? I believe, I know that Jesus is a healer. I know he's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God that healeth thee. I know it. I believe in him. I believe in everything that he is. It gives, us, it gives us an opportunity to see our faith enlarged, to see it strengthened, to see it built. Here it was, he did that very thing. Jesus was more interested in increasing their expectation as he was in hearing them state their faith. He wanted to simply see, their expectation increased. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.